Yo, what's up, everybody? It's Frank Downstar with another episode of Downtime with Downstar. We're already knocking them down, guys. Episode number five. It's crazy because when I go to, um, say, like a Joe Rogan's podcast or the Joe Budden podcast or whatever, those dudes are deep already. They're pretty deep, man. Joe's J- Joe Budden... I even thought about this today, that the Joe Budden podcast, I remember when they had their 100th show. So when they had their 100th episode, I remember listening to it. And then now, their show's at like 185 or something like that. Their show's up there, dude, and that's that's the Joe Budden podcast, fucking talking about Joe Rogan, dude, if I'm not mistaken, he already had, um, his thousandth episode or something like that, I remember that, and now he's up to, shit, 1180 or something, my numbers might be off, but still, think about it, guys, That's a lot of conversations. You got to put in the work though. If there's one thing that I that I want you guys to know, it's that you have to put in the work. A lot of people think that um that there's there's a cheat or there's a hack or maybe if you know somebody that you can um that you could get ahead and that's not that's not true guys you have to put in the groundwork and maybe you'll get ahead maybe you'll go quick but you're gonna fizzle off you have to build the foundation it's just like a good house you know if you're building a good house if you want something that's long lasting that is gonna the weather the storm wherever part of your, the, the country that you're in if you're in the West Coast, if you're in California, you're gonna want a house that's um, earthquake that's earthquake resistant, or wh- however you would word it. I'm not a goddamn architect, but you just have to stick to it, guys. And that's anything. If you if you want to know. If you want to know an example of it, besides me, personal first-hand example, look at all the rappers out now. Look at all the YouTubers out now, dude. Like, these guys are blowing up because they're on it 24-7, 365. They live it. They breathe it. That is who they are. There is nobody else. That is them. So when you guys get off work and when you guys go home and when you guys hang out with your friends and you do whatever you do, that's time that these people are dedicating to their craft. Think about that shit. Do not be selfish and think that these people didn't work their fucking ass off to get where they're at. Because nobody is just given that shit, dude. You have to earn it. You have to earn it. So many long nights that people put in. Like, I keep my eye to the streets, dude. I see that shit. Because... I've been there, so I can see um I can see the signs. 
I could see somebody's moves that they're making and the direction that it's going to make them go. And I see when people are, they're an unstoppable force. And everybody has that inside of them. It's so sad that everybody doesn't know that. We all have it inside of us to be an unstoppable force. But we lack discipline. There's discipline that I lack. Things that I can do. Of course, if I stayed at work all day, stayed on it all day, all day, nonstop. I mean, I already do enough as it is right now. If I doubled up on it, yeah, sure, the company would be a lot further ahead. But it's the same road that we're on. I'm getting there. But there's some stuff that I'm not willing to sacrifice. It's like time with my family. That's pretty much it. Because that's that's the only thing that comes before Downstar is my family. And by my family, you're talking about my immediate family, my son and my wife, my parents, my sisters, and my grandparents. You know, like my immediate family. Other than that, dude, nah. Nothing comes before Downstar. So all my time goes to either one spot or the other. Even this, what we're doing right now, this is, um, this is for Downstar. And that's how you guys have to think if you want to be successful if you want to make your, your dreams come true, you have to focus. You have to focus on you want what you want. You have to have a clear vision of what you want. And then you go after it. You make that happen. With cars, with business, with relationships. I've had my... Uh, I've had my learning experiences with relationships and it took me having to grow. It took me having to raise my standards and it, it took me to have to uh, see if somebody, to be able to tell if somebody is worth my time or not. Just like when I met, um, when I met my wife, at that time, I wasn't trying to meet anybody, but um, we ended up meeting, and I just knew that there was there was something there, you know. It's it's like you you know those times when it just happens and it just feels right and things just fall into place. It's wild, guys. If you if you're able to read the signs and. At this time, I'm very good at being able to read signs. You just got to stay focused, you know? 
so i'll tell i'll tell you guys even how we ended up meeting which is a really good story i don't think she'll mind i'll record this i'll ask her if she minds if not only the live viewers <laughs> will get the real story i'll have to edit it out but it's a good story man it's it's it shows you this story will show you how there's still a possibility of love in this this generation and uh society that we're in right now so i'm on instagram single doing downstar doing my downstar shit and then just like just looking for girls basically just you know fucking around whatever and then I come across Ash and we're like start following each other and um we just start to comment exchange comments and I'm like damn this girl is fire from the day that I met her or the day that I seen her I was just like this girl is so fine damn So then we start commenting back and forth. I'm like, oh, shit, that's dope. Because that, you know how fucking girls are, dude. Even if you're um, even if you're not. Even if you're not being disrespectful, you can't really like engage in a conversation with a girl without them like putting their defense up real quick. I'm like, chill. I'm not even trying to do that right now, like. I want to even just hear if your voice is annoying or not. Chill, chill, chill. I'm not even trying to move in with you right now. I'm just trying to even hear if you can put a sentence together. But we start talking and we're just commenting back. This is this is 2010, guys. No, 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 2012. I'm sorry, 2012. I don't know. It could have even been 2011. But we're talking in 2012. Commenting back and forth. And then one night. I'm in a club. I like check in at the club. In. Um, in Thousand Oaks. So if you don't know where Thousand Oaks to Oxnard is. It's probably like a half hour away. So I was at a club like a half hour away. And if. I don't know how it is in your guys' cities, but in, in our city, kind of like our city's not that wide. So if you go 30 miles or I mean 30 minute drive away, you're pretty much in a different continent. It's different. It's totally different there. So I'm out there. I'm out there with my boys because I'm like, I'm tired of all these fucking ratchet ass Oxnard broads. Shout out to all you ratchet ass Oxnard broads. I'm going to put that on pause real quick. I'm going to put that story on pause real quick because I don't want to forget to tell you guys this. I'm driving down the road and I see a, a Cadillac pass me, a silver Cadillac. And it was an ATS, not a CTS. And um, I don't know why that even matters. But it passes. All the windows are down. And it's some like SA dude driving with one arm and his other arm I see it just keep going up and down and I'm like what the hell and he passes by me and like some broads giving him dome 
and it's five o'clock in the afternoon in the surface streets, you're not on the freeway and all your windows are down. It's like, dude, that's a, that's a little too Oxnard for me, bro. That's a yikes from me on that one. Like, who does that? I, w I don't know, man. You got to be on some fucking crazy drugs and you got to have some nasty ass girl and you just got to not even give a fuck. I'm not, I've, I've never been that horny, bro. I've never been that horny. That one's too crazy. So anyways, back to the story. I'm at the club in Thousand Oaks. Post up a picture. She comments on the picture. She's like, what are you doing in my neighborhood? And I was like, oh, shit, that's crazy. I was like, what are you doing? You should come through tonight. And she's like, oh, no, I have my son tonight. Um, but next time, whatever. So we exchanged numbers right there. I commented my number. And then she said, got it. And then I deleted it. And then she texted me. And then we just started texting back and forth, right? So I got her number that night. And then throughout the week, you know, texting, well, what are you doing this week? Oh, what are you doing that week? Whatever. Just fucking small talk. Planting the seed. You just plant the fucking seed, right? So the texting gets a little stale. Like maybe she's not texting me back or something. And I'm I'm used to it already. I'm used to that that being the little the little chase, you know? Hey, what are you doing tonight? And you don't text me back. And then Wednesday, from Saturday to Wednesday, I don't hear from you. And then Wednesday, you're like, oh, what's up? How are you doing? And you're just like, I want to be like, hey, why didn't you hit me back? But you're not even my girl. So it's, oh, you know, that's stupid ass game. I hope none of you guys are playing that game right now because I really feel bad for you. That's fucking whack. At this time my phone is being a hater i'm not getting some texts so i have mad people telling me like dude i text you why didn't you text me back i'm like what the fuck you didn't text me and then i'll screenshot my text and they'll screenshot theirs and i'm like oh shit what is going on i don't know why i just didn't get a new phone because i was fucking cheap that's why i didn't get a new phone i didn't want to spend money on a phone because i was like whatever if I miss a couple texts here and there, whatever. I'm not trying to spend this money right now. So maybe that's kind of why the text got stale. Maybe she threw the ball on my court and I never kicked it back. So it got slow. Anyways, it's a Friday night. It's a Friday night and me and my boy... We're headed to pick these two broads up and we're all going to go to another club in Thousand Oaks again. So we're going to go to this club in Thousand Oaks. Which again, people from Oxnard like to go out that way because it's a different crowd. You're, It's not the same Ventura kind of people. You just like mix it up with different people. And we're trying to venture out like the nomads, you know. Homo habilis. When they would just say, hey, our home is whack now. We're going to go on this janky ass raft. Just We're, we're just going to go that way. I'm out 
we're going this way. I don't fucking know. And you end up landing in another continent and voila, welcome to America. So we would like to go to Thousand Oaks and hope to find an America. And we were going with these two girls. So I picked my boy up and we're going to pick up these two girls. We weren't talking to either of the girls. They were our homegirls. And it's just, hey, what are you doing tonight? Oh, I'm going uh, over here. Oh, that's cool. Let's all roll out. Pick us up. Yeah, all right, cool, whatever. At least we got some girls that we're going to be with, even if we're not going to be, like, doing anything with them. We're just, we're all just chilling together like a hang, you know? So we're at the, um, we go to their apartment, and then we go inside, and they're just not even ready yet. I'm like, fuck, man, it's already time to go. Like, I'm ready to dip. It's like probably like 1045 or something. 1045 is usually the time that you should pretty much be at the club or on your way to the club, you know? So if you're not on your way or out the door at least or at the gas station by 1045, like, dude, what are you fucking doing? It's getting late, B. And it was getting late. And finally, they come out and we're going to the car. Oh, wait, I got to go back in and get something. And they go back in and it's like another 10 minutes and I'm texting, I'm texting, I'm calling and they're not answering my call. So then I'm like, all right, hey, we got a dip set. Like, we'll see you there, you know? So we dipped. Me and my boy Oscar, we dipped out. We hit the freeway and we're driving to uh, Thousand Oaks. So we're going through Camarillo, slapping. I had a system in that bitch. I had two um, two twelve P twos, Rockford Fosgate P twos, two twelve P twos in a nice ported box. The amp, I believe, it was. I'd say an Alpine, like a five hundred watt Alpine monoblock. It was a good amp. Slapping. That shit was slapping. And this was about the time when um, dubstep was really getting popular. So I was on Skrillex. I would listen to a lot of Skrillex. Um, I was into Waka. I remember it, I had an ex Explore. Yeah. I don't know the year. I think it was 96, if I'm not mistaken. Nice 96 Ford Explore. System slapping. Slapping in that bitch. And I get a text, right? I get a text and uh, it's like, hey, what are you doing tonight? And it's Ash. And I said, what the fuck? Oh, no, 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 no. Retract, retract, fake news, fake news. So we're slapping, we're driving down the road. I get a text and it's Ash and she says, sunset. That's all she says is fucking sunset. I bet you. Oh, dude, I might have deleted it. It might be in this phone right here. It said Sunset, which was the name of the club. Which was the same club that we were on our way to. Think about that, guys. So we were on our way to the club. We just left these broads. Because they're fucking lagging and I'm like, we got to go. 
Ash texts me, this girl that I've been fucking digging. She texts me and um, she says Sunset, which is the same club that me and my boy are on our way to at that moment. And I'm like, I text her. I'm like, shit, we're already on our way. And she's like, cool, we're here. And I'm like, all right, I'll see you right now. And I tell my boy and I'm just like, hell yeah, dude. Boom, hooked. You felt the little nibble. Doop, 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 boom, and then you hook it. Shout out to Prep. Hook that fish. We get in there. I'm with my boy. We meet up with another one of our boys. And then I end up seeing her. And I'm like, damn, she is fire, guys. It was this magic moment she like came in slow-mo and uh hey what's up you know get to meet her the only thing is i thought she was taller because in her pictures i don't know she looked mad tall in her pictures but i guess it was just perspective maybe she was next to like a small chair or something i don't know but she's not short you know i, I still think she's tall but i thought she was taller than me but she just looked fire. And I'm fucking stoked because I'm like, hell yeah. What I've been wanting to happen, happen. Ever since I've seen this girl, I thought that she was fire. And then she's commenting back with me. And then we start exchanging texts. And like, now we're actually meeting. This is nuts. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah. Tonight is going to be rad. So we go to the club. And um, I see her, we're talking. I say, hey, you want to dance? And she's like, yeah, and we start dancing. And then, you know, like when you're dancing, but you just met the girl, like you just say, hey, so where are you from? Or, you know, like you'll talk about the day or something. And then I was like, oh, yeah, I love this song. It was like, um, I feel so close to you right now. It's a false field. It was that song. And I was like, I was just listening to this, this song in my car today. And like she always clowns me for that shit. But it was like, I don't know. That's just that's what I felt. Because I love that song because it sounded so good on my system. <laughs> and she just clowned me. And, um, yeah, so we end up dancing. She's with a couple friends. And one of the friends that she was with is my boy Danny. And Dan, he wasn't my boy then. He was her boy. But um, now he's my boy. And he's, uh, he's actually uh, locked down right now. And I don't know if any of you guys are listening right now. If you've uh, seen me live with somebody who's uh, in the pinta. But <laughs> shout out to my boy Danny. I wish he was in here right now. But uh, shout out to my boy Danny because he was with her. That's Ash's friend. And um, so it gets to the end of the night. We're about to dip. And I'm like, hey. I want to see you tomorrow. And she's like, all right, cool. Well, I'm probably going to be in Ventura, so we'll we'll meet up or whatever. I'm like, all right, bet. Tight. Driving home fucking stunned like the man, probably bumping. You know, I feel so close to you right now. I'm fucking blast. Because, <laughs> you know, the bass is slapping on that shit. So uh, <laughs> stoked, bro, stoked. Get up, go to work. At work, maybe I'm texting with her throughout the day. Oh, I'm so hungover or whatever. 
And uh, yeah, she just, we're just texting and I'm stoked, man, because this is cool because I already got to meet her and um, hopefully we're going to kick it again tonight. So it comes the nighttime and we're talking and she's like, oh, I don't think we're going to go to Ventura. I think we're going to just stay in Camarillo. I said, shit. I said, all right, well, just let me know what you're going to do. But either way, I'm going to see you tonight. So if I got to go there or you got to come here, like we're going to meet up. And she's like, all right. Because I was on my shit, dude. I'm not going to take no for an answer. You got me fucked up. I got this fish on the line. I feel it fucking nibbling. I'm reeling this motherfucker in. Camarillo's the next city over, so it's like half the distance from um, Oxnard to Thousand Oaks. So I would have drove there. It's no biggie. So me and my boys, we end up going to downtown Ventura. We're at a Rookie's. Just chilling at rookies, you know, doing nothing, <laughs> wasting our fucking night, holding up the wall, fucking mean, mean mugging, but just like cool guy stance. People would pass us. Yo, what up, dog? Oh, chill. What's up, bro? How you doing? Just chilling. Hey, let's go get a water real quick. We'll go get a water because I didn't drink and I still don't drink. I haven't drank since 2010. So we'll get a water. Oh, let's go in the back patio. What? Just doing the same stupid ass shit that I know these fucking lames that I used to party with are still doing nowadays. Lame ass shit, dude. But either way, I was young. You know, I didn't have no, I didn't have no responsibilities. All I had to fend for was myself. So whatever. All I got to do is just make sure I make it to work. And that's my only obligation. So she's like, hey, we're coming to Rookies. And I'm like, fuck yeah, dude. Fuck yeah. Perfect. This is going to be a good ass night. So she ends up coming through. And it's just like dope, man. I don't know if you guys have experienced this before. But that feeling when you get to see that person that you don't even know. But you're like, this is so new and, and beautiful. And it makes you feel so good and alive and it's just wow when that when their text pops up and it says their name it just makes you smile you know and that's what it felt like and she came in and we're just you know dancing or whatever hanging out not fucking kissing not doing anything dude just like having a good time with each other's company getting a drink or what have you so then it's coming to the end of the night we um we go to this hookah lounge or actually i think it, one of the ways we went to another place or we went to a hookah lounge we ended up going to two other places one place was a hookah lounge and the other place was called dargan's it's a, like an irish pub so we were with some of her friends too so it was me and my boy oscar her and her friends so her friend that she's staying with in Oxnard, her friend that lives in Oxnard, she's going to go back to like some after party with some dudes. And Ash is like, oh, I, I kind of don't want to go. And she's like, oh, well, let's just go for a little bit. And I'm just like, 
if you guys are just listening, I just popped my fucking collar on my jersey right now. I was like, hey, uh, my my roommate's not in town. Like, you guys can you can come to my pad if you want. Like, and she's like, really? I'm like, yeah. I mean, we can just go chill out. You know, it's no big deal. So she's like, okay, that's cool. So she comes home with me that night. Me and my boy. I think that's when it was. Me, Ash, and my boy, we ended up going to a hookah lounge. Yeah, that's what it was. Because our car was parked on the further end. So we had to walk back that way, which was closer to the hookah lounge. So we went to the hookah lounge. We're chilling. And I know there's still a picture up. I know Ash has it, babe. I know you have that picture where we took a picture of our shoes. And then because I had my Jordan 3s on and... um. I remember that picture. And then we end up going to my pad. We drop off Oscar and then we go to my pad. And I probably just gave her some basketball shorts or something. And we just went to sleep. And we kind of like cuddled, you know, but that was it, dude. I, I didn't I didn't even wear pajamas, dog. I was wearing like these shorts. These shorts that I used to wear. It was back in my fucking I don't even know what day it was. My preppy days or something. I had some shorts that are that were plaid. They looked like boxers, but they were shorts. But they were kind of like board shorts. Yeah, I think that's what you would call them. They were like board shorts. So I would wear those with a white t-shirt. And I thought I was fly, you know. So I wore that outfit, which I thought I was fly. I wore that to sleep. I don't know if I wanted her to think that I was like, I rock some fly-ass pajamas or something. <laughs> But I'm not a maniac, bro. Especially if I like a girl and I respect her. I'm not a maniac, dog. We just went to sleep. Woke up the next day. Took her to go get her car because her car was at the um, Inventura. So we took her to the car. And I was like, oh, actually, no, her car was in Camarillo. That's right, because they started off in Camarillo. Damn, babe, I wonder if you even remember this shit. Her car was parked in Camarillo. So she's like, hey, can you drop me off at my car in Camarillo? I'm like, yeah, I bet. I think we even had this this plan worked out before she even stayed at the house. I think that I was like, yeah, I'll take you to your car in the morning. It's no problem. I got you. So it's probably... I don't know, 10 or 11 or something when we go pick up her car. Like, hey, you want to have lunch? She's like, yeah, cool. So we end up eating lunch right there at Toppers. And we're eating, just talking, and, like, it's a totally different situation when you're inside of a club or you're kind of fucked up than just being normal. There can be a big difference at that time. So when we're kicking, I'm like, damn, this is actually really dope. This is uh this is a really good time that we're having. And I think she's having a good time, you know, because she looks like she's having a good time. And we're um we're eating and we're laughing and stuff. I'm like, hey, well, you can come kick it at the pad for a little while. Like I'm not even gonna be doing nothing. We could just watch some movies or something like that, you know? And of course, she's like, all right, yeah, that's cool. Let's go. <laughs> we go back to my pad and we're just chilling and watching movies. 
having a good time. I probably, we had leftovers or something or whatever, dude. We just chilled. It was like a fun ass Sunday because it was a Saturday night. So it was a fun ass Sunday. And then it's getting close to like later in the night. And she's she lives in Simi Valley, which is about 45 minutes away. And that's where her work is, about ah, 35, 40 minutes away. So there's a feeling that we don't want this day to end. I know I don't want it to end, but I get the feeling that she doesn't want it to end either, which is fucking dope, man. That's like such a great feeling when the person that you're spending time with wants to spend time with you. That's dope. Not only in relationships, in friends too. If you have friends that just genuinely like to spend time with you and hang out with you, that's that's a beautiful thing. You know, you should appreciate that. So knowing that she still wanted to spend time with me and it wasn't on some Cinderella shit where it turns midnight and she has to dip out. She has to whip her pumpkin or something. I don't even know the fable. I've never even seen it or read it. And nobody told it to me as a kid. So I don't even, I just know what it is from like society and these several trips I've taken to Disneyland. But either way, I proposed the idea. I said, well, hey, if you don't want, you can stay the night here again. Like, I would love for you to stay the night. That would be so tight. I said, oh, I gotta wake up early. But I guess, and you know, you know when they say the but I guess. But I guess I could just leave a little earlier so I can just get home and just get changed real quick. So it comes out to she's going to have to dip set at like 5 a.m. And we're, uh, it's probably getting dark, maybe about 7, something like that. So a decision has to be made. Either I'm chilling or I'm dipping. So she's like, yeah, okay, I'm going to stay. And I'm just so stoked, man. It's so fucking good because this is probably one of the best weekends I've had in a very long time at that time. I I wasn't having that many good times. I was having a lot of bad times um, as opposed to good times. And... um unbeknownst to me ash was the same you know she was going through things in her life and it felt like we both just we just needed it we just needed to be around some love you know even if it was just summer love or whatever you want to call it spring love you know i remember when we first started shout out to stevie b stevie b is so fire like probably so many of you guys were conceived to stevie b right now but i didn't know i didn't know what it was gonna be it just it felt so good at the moment that i didn't want to let it go i didn't want her i would have said shit 
I'll call in sick if you call in sick. You know, I would have said that shit at that time because I was like, I don't want this this feeling to stop because then you don't know what happens, dude. And what happens is kind of what I the road that I thought it was going down because it's it's coming along during the week middle of the week and um we're texting back and forth oh i had such a good time oh me too oh thank you for toppers oh no no problem i had such a great time you know and then um the text starts slowing down a little bit I'm like shit dude did i do something you know did i i don't know i thought my game is tight but maybe i got a flaw somewhere and then it came Friday, Friday night. And we're text or it's Friday in the afternoon. I'm at work. She's texting. Hey, what are you doing tonight? Oh, I think we're coming to Ventura. Oh, no way. Let's kick it tonight. All right, bet, you know. So we make the plans. Coming about 8 o'clock at night, touching base. Nothing. Like, what the hell is going on? But when you're texting back and forth, it's a very, very, um, very thin line. You don't want to be too pushy. So I'll throw my bone out there and see if I get a bite. Hey, what are you up to right now? And I'll get a text back and I'm like, damn, that's fucking whack, bro. Because I was so stoked that we're going to hang out tonight. Because we just said we're going to go out tonight. But we didn't say what a time. We didn't say if we where we were going to meet up or any of that shit. So I'm like, all right, whatever, fuck it. We're still going to do our shit. We're still going to go out, me and my boys, because we didn't have nothing fucking better to do than go out to stupid-ass Ventura. So we just go downtown. It's me and Oscar. And then uh, either Ray came with us or... We met him there, but another one of my buddies, Ray. And we're just holding up the wall, chilling. She didn't text me back. So I'm like, whatever. We were supposed to fucking kick it tonight, but you're not even going to hit me up. Okay, whatever. And then I see her come through the door. And I'm just kind of, kind of irritated, you know? Cause that's a respect thing. If if you said that we're gonna hang out, like at least shoot me a, a a text to say something. Communication is key, guys. It's 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 key in building respect. You have to communicate. So then she comes up to me and says, "Hey," and I give her a hug, but I give her a pussy ass half hug. Pat, I patted her back. I turned my I turned my face away. And I patted her back. And then she's just like kind of like surprised. And I'm like, oh, what up? And she's like, oh, hey. And then she just like walks away with her friends. And I'm just like, fuck you. You're fire. And I really like you. But you're not going to do me like that. What kind of shit is that? After we just had a good ass weekend. Gave her a half hug. And I, and I gave her a half hug and I was looking like this. I was looking like an eagle. Looking for a mice. 
head going back and forth like a velociraptor, you know, just looking at other girls. Oh, hey, what's up? Doing the eyebrow. Hey, what's up? Just so she knows. I got options. I got options. Right? I didn't have no fucking options. I didn't have no options at all. I was doing the same thing I do every damn week. And we just chill there, listen to music. Fucking say what up to like 50 dudes. <laughs> and that's about it, you know? We're just chilling. After she gets a couple drinks in her, she probably gets like fucking pissed. Because that's how she is. She's she's uh, She's feisty. She can hold her own, man. I, I'm, I'm not worried about her. She's about it. Like, if me and her got to fuck some couple up, we're, we're about it. <laughs> so she comes up to me, and she's like, why are you acting like that for? And I grab her arm. Whoopsh! Like the Terminator, I looked at her straight in her eye. I'm squeezing so hard that it's turning red, and her eyes are just bulging out of her head. No, I didn't do I didn't do all that. I just said, hey, let's go talk outside. And she's like, all right. So I grab her hand and we walk outside and we sit at the table, you know, by the smoking section. So we sit out there. And she's like, why why didn't why'd you give me a hug like that? Like, what's up? I'm like, dude, I've been texting you and you're not even texting me back. Like, what's really good, dude? I thought we had a good week. Oh, a good weekend and we and we like stayed the night together we like had such a good time and she's like what are you talking about i text you back i'm like no you didn't and she's like yes i did and she shows me her phone and she texts me exactly right after i text her i never got the text guys because i didn't want to spend the money on a new phone and that was happening for like six months. And it really didn't matter. It didn't matter who I was texting, who I missed the text from. Because it was just, it was either one of my homies sending me a dip set link. Or, you know, some stupid ass picture. Or the memes from back in the day. You kids don't even know what that's about. Where they had the memes that were the drawings. Memes used to be drawn on Microsoft Paint. And that we would just be texting each other those pictures and stuff like that. And uh, so it didn't matter if I missed a text from one of those dudes. But it mattered when I was trying to start this relationship with this girl that I was very interested in. Yeah, so after that, we got that straightened out. I was like, oh my God, my phone has not been receiving texts. That's what's happening. She's like, that's so crazy because I've been texting you throughout the week and sometimes you just won't even text me back. And I'm like, dude, you wouldn't text me back. I'm like, oh my God. And we just like laugh about it. Then we go to the dance floor and your boy's getting it down, dude. You know your boy can tear it up, bro. I used to do competitions for dancing, dude. I used to look like John Travolta from Pulp Fiction with the, little, with the hands. I used to have the limp hands. And then I would do the tippy-toe dance. I, I could do that shit, dude. So I was doing all those moves. Everybody circling around us. I'm spinning ash around, you know, spinning around my head like a top. Going in and out of the legs, doing the fucking, the um, the grease thing, where you're doing the clapping, doing all those. You're the one that I want. 
we're doing all those dances and then at the end of the night i'm like hey you want to come you want to come stay the night again you know because i already stayed the night two nights in a row it's like the next week i'm like hey, you want to stay the night again and she's like yeah that's cool and then that night she, whoa, whoa, whoa. Smatter rock knock naboots. Smatter rock knock naboots. My special You know? But it was real. It was like it felt like this was the natural transition of things just fell into place and that's dope man that's crazy that's crazy because this story has been going on for a while i've been telling the story to you guys for a while and i wanted to get as in-depth and pos as possible because I don't even think me and Ash really talked about this story in detail in a long time. So it's going to be something good that we can listen back to and, and she can listen to and maybe in the future, you know, Christian will listen to it or something like that. But um, it's tight, man. Love's out there, guys. You just got to be the uh, you got to be the kind of person that you're looking for. You can't be a shitty person. That's not right. You need to treat people like you want to be treated. <sighs> and I've been through so many situations and relationships that I was thinking like, wow, I'm never going to have that again. And that is so funny. That's so funny because what I have now, I I couldn't have even imagined it back then. I guess I didn't think that I deserved the quality of love and companionship like I do now. You know, I set my bars high and um, Ashley just over exceeded every expectation I ever had in having a partner. And I've tried to be everything for her. I've tried, I've changed who I am. There's things that she's brought up that made her feel a certain way. And it's like, when somebody tells you about that maybe there's a quality about you that 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 hurts people's feelings you know when there's a when you do stuff that hurts people's feelings whether it's a whether it's another significant other a friend or a stranger or anything that's not right man you shouldn't be hurting people we go through so much every single day without people deliberately trying to hurt us but then you adding to that, that damn dude, like chill out, bro. It's not even like that. Okay, everybody, we're going to take a quick break for our sponsors and we'll be back in one minute. Yo, what's up, fool? Make sure you check out Downstar for all of your dress up needs. 
get it popping over here we have all the kits for the k-series the b-series the transmission the mouse the engine the total baby we have the hardware for the seats for the stereo we got it for the speakers we got it for the lug nuts we got it for the air valves we got it for everything dog so you make sure you hit us up at downstarring.com or you call us up fool you can even text us lame 818-937-3472 just shoot us a text and tell us what's up dog i need some fucking balls in this bitch hit us up downstarring.com hey and if you got an instagram slide in our fucking dm at downstar wait hit up the homie frank underscore downstar he's the one that takes care of all the dms hit that level up and shoot him a message and he'll get you all taken care of real nicely we just had a change for each other it, and it wasn't change for each other change is probably not the word to say maybe i would say like adapt to each other's um how everybody lives you know because you you are one person right now you do what you do you fold the towels a certain way you you handle this situation a certain way you are you and then you meet this completely other person who has completely different life situations and stories and and trials and tribulations and they have a totally different outlook on life than you do so when you're trying to mesh both of these lives together, there's definitely going to be some friction, obviously, because if you're just meshing perfectly together, you're not going to know how how important the relationship really is because it just came together so well. It has to be some you have to fight for it. And we um we fought for it, you know. There's things that I had to change. There's things that she had to change. And we just, we knew that what we wanted was to be together. And we made that happen. And just think about it. In 2012 is when I met her. And in 2012, that is when the business spiked. And there is a legit graph chart showing that it spiked because 2012 was the same year that I quit my job and one of the benefits from not having to work at my job anymore was I could spend as much time with Ash as I wanted to and that's what I wanted to do I didn't want to work I didn't want that to hinder any plans that we had going on I wanted to spend every time that I could with her Plus, I was already making good money at Downstar, and the only reason I wasn't making more money at Downstar is because I was tapped out on time. I didn't have any more time to focus on to it. So now when I quit my job, I have more time for that. So my job, my, my business blossomed because I blossomed, my happiness blossomed, and then we're building this relationship from nothing, dude, from scratch from an Instagram, you know? And it turned into what it is today, which is the better part of me. The parts of me that aren't with Ash are kind of the parts that, just the filler parts, you know? I always tell her like, 
when she just says, how was your day? I'm like, it's starting right now. Because my day just really didn't even start. I didn't even count that as a day because I just worked or took care of errands or whatever, you know. And I hope all of you guys find that one day. And if you are that person, if you are genuinely that person and every day you are trying to improve and sharpen yourself as a person and to make yourself the best candidate to find the best person like that's what you need to be doing because you have to realize it guys if 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 you're a person and you feel strong about what you want and what you believe and which what you're looking for and you meet somebody and yeah they they fit your your visual um expectations but if everything else isn't together no, dude, because as much as, as you want what you want, they want what they want. And you have to just be a better commodity. And if you want to say have a better job or money or whatever, like, so be it. No one wants to be with a fucking bum, dude. Like, I've done that. I've been with bum broads before, and it's whack, dude. It's terrible because they're so unappreciative because they're bums. Shout out to you bum broads. It's like, I want somebody that works. I want somebody that has a head on their shoulder. I want somebody who has bills. I want somebody who has to know what it's like to pay rent and figure out what, when you get to a situation of either you're going to eat or pay rent, you got to choose to eat, you know? Like, I want somebody who's been through that shit, not somebody who's just fucking living life on a boogie board, you know? And I seen that. I seen those qualities in her. And that's the foundation. That's the foundation, guys. You got to have a strong foundation. Even if the outside is just like a car, the car has to have a straight chassis. Has The frame has to be straight. Anything else? It's just cosmetic. It's just cosmetic. Same thing with relationships. You have to have a good foundation. If you don't have a good foundation, you're building on something that is bound to fall apart. And she had a good foundation. And I wanted to make sure that I had a good foundation. I wanted to make sure that I treated women right. And I wanted to make sure that I was I was financially stable. And I was doing something that I believed in. And I was taking honorable moves. And I wasn't just chilling. Like, I stopped drinking in 2010. So Ash has never seen me even drink once in my in our whole relationship. She's never seen me drink one sip of beer, alcohol, anything. Closest thing would be rum cake, which is a dessert that my three-year-old nephew eats. I had my foundation. And my foundation then is the same as it is now. I've obviously just built on top of it. And I got like a fountain and shit, you know, a, a really nice fountain with like a, a half naked girl, um, probably from Rome, maybe in like three X's, one V and two Y's or two I's back in those days. So you have to be the person that you want to attract. 
And that's one of the reasons why I even stopped drinking in the first place. Because I was tired of these bum-ass broads that I was attracting, dude. Because I would just meet them at the club. And they're just all boozers. And it's whack, dude. And the friends that I had, they would just drink. And I would have to drive all the time. And they want to start fights and shit. I'm like, dude, this is whack, bro. I need to change something. My business is just starting. This is in 2010. So my business just started in 2009. So the business is going. I stopped drinking in 2010, November 2010. Earlier that year, I would probably say August, July, July or August, I went to... um the first the first show i ever went to outside of california was import alliance in tennessee in 2010 i spoke about this on the last podcast this was the first time i ever flown out to a show first show i did um outside of california first booth i had out there second booth i had in history get there and I just start boozing because that's what I do, you know? I go out, I go out, party, I drink, do stupid stuff. I mean, I wasn't bad, dude. To be honest, I never got into no gang stuff, no violence, no guns, no nothing like that. No no graffiti, no, no jail. I never did none of that shit. When I say go out and do crazy stuff, it's just like go out and to house parties and shit, whatever, you know? So... I go to the show and we start drinking. I'm getting to meet these people. They're fucking rad. We're just partying it up. That was Saturday. So I'm meeting everybody at the show. The show's going good. I'm making money. I'm super excited, dude, because it's working. This is my plan is working. So after that, we get back. It's super hot. So we're just drinking right there in the parking lot. Everybody's having a blast. And if you guys were there that week and if you're listening to this, fucking pause and wipe your eye because I know you're fucking crying right now. I know you're fucking crying your eyes out right now because that was such a great time. We were just partying it up. Shout out to Greg Busel. Shout out to Sean Bradford. Shout out to Chris CRS. Chris Photo. Damn, dude. Because these are the dudes that I met that weekend. These are dudes I still know to this day. So fucking rad, man. We've had so many good times. And that was one of the times. And Sean Bradford, Sean Bradford used to shoot for um, S3 magazine and he would do some stuff for like Honda tuning or whatever. He was freelance. He's actually the one who shot my first ever feature. Anyways, me and him are hanging out. We're all partying and everybody's just partying it up and I get super sauced. So this is Saturday night. I get super sauced. Go into my hotel room, pass out. Fuck. I didn't even mention Jay. That's my fucking brother, Jay Tamavong. S2KJ. He had that Laguna Seca S2000. I met him that weekend too, and we're all fucking partying together. 
we're all having such a great time, you know? I'm meeting all of these rad-ass people. And we're just partying. Pass out. Wake up Sunday to them banging on my door. Frank, wake up, dude. Oh, what's up, dog? I open the door and they're like, dude, we've been out here for like 10 minutes. Shit. We got to go, bro. Fucking sun's coming out. And if you guys had those nights before, man, throw throw something in the comments, dude. You know exactly what I'm talking about. It's time to roll out. The cars are misty, bro. All the cars are just wet. And the exhaust is just puffing out white clouds. And everybody's just fucking half awake. All these girls come out in sweats and shit. And it's just, oh my God, I feel terrible. I'm so hungover. I feel disgusting. Set up the table. Get in there. I'm sitting at the table. I'm wearing like a t-shirt, like a regular some some type of t-shirt. It's not even a Downstar t-shirt or anything. And uh, it might have even been a Skunk 2 shirt. But um, I'm just feeling like shit. People are coming up to me. And saying, yo, dude, you were so fucked up last night. Oh, shit. And I'm like, oh, dang, bro. And it's cool after like 50, you know? Fuck, man. So I'm kind of starting to feel a little stupid, dude. So then my boy Sean Bradford comes over and he could contest. And I'm going to actually tag him in this shit because this is such a good story. (laughs) He's with his girl at the time. And they come up to the booth, and I'm like, what's up, dude? He's like, how do you feel? I'm like, I feel terrible, man. This was a, this has been a rough day. So it's like 11, and I'm like, this has been a rough day. I'm ready to go to sleep. Not at the hotel. In my bed. Take me home. Mom, come get me. I want to call my mom. Like, damn, mom, come get me. I just don't want to be here. I don't want to be here at all, mom. <laughs> so then Sean's like, oh, yeah, this is a, uh, oh, and he, they come up to the table, him and the girl. And I, I'm like, oh, hey, I'm Frank. Nice to meet you. And she like shakes my hands and laughs. And Sean's like, dude, you don't remember you met her last night. I said, no way. He's like, yes, dude, you met her last night. I said, oh, I'm so sorry. I don't remember. He's like, yeah, dude. You told her that you want to dance with her like they danced in the Titanic. (laughs) I told that to his fucking lady, dude. What the fuck? I'm creative, though. Shout out to Sean Bradford, man. Good dude. Good father. Businessman. Just a stand-up dude, you know. He's always been a stand-up dude. And I've known him since back then. So this is about maybe July. Well, I have to check the date, but it's probably sometime in July of 2010. I have that experience. Beautiful experience. I wouldn't change it for the world because I needed that experience to happen. For me to bond with these people and to show people what, what we were all about. And like we were one of them 
and to also show me that I need to change my lifestyle. Because after that, I was like, damn, dude, you kind of, you could have possibly gave somebody a really bad idea of what the fuck Downstar is, bro. You're working this fucking hard and you want to go to this show and you want to go to this show and you're just getting drunk, you know? That's not, that's not what you should be doing. That's not a good look for you, for the business, or for your growth. So I stopped in 2010, November 2010, I stopped drinking. And I haven't drank since then. And ever since then, it just feels like every year my life gets better and better and better. And maybe it wasn't the thing that was holding me back, but maybe it was because I changed that and everything changed. I guess what I'm trying to say, guys, is I'm just trying to tell you what worked for me. And if you guys can maybe relate to it or at least hear a second opinion, that's enough for me right there, you know? Because so many people do the same for me. All these podcasts that I listen to, that I've been studying for the past two, three years, I've been studying that and they've been teaching me. They've been they've been teaching me how to conversate and how to just flow, you know? And that's what I'm trying to do. That's why I want to keep doing these podcasts, that's why I want to practice. At the end of the day, this skill is going to help me out in my life it's not a wasted time this is practicing the art of conversation and it definitely is an art form because there's a lot of people that do not know how to conversate and <coughs> that can hinder their growth so I don't say I don't drink because I'm against whatever you want to call it. I'm just telling you guys what worked for me, you know? And uh, you would say, well, yeah, you don't drink, but you smoke. Yeah, you're definitely right about that, but... Two things do two different effects on you. These two things have different effects on you. And the effect that I would have from drinking alcohol was totally different and unwanted. Let's not say unwanted. 
let's just say the the negatives were far far greater than the negatives of smoking because pretty much the only bad thing about smoking is sometimes maybe I'll just get um quote unquote too much you know just like having too good of a time just being too happy and I talk a lot But it's all being able to control it. Because when I used to, uh, when I first started smoking, yeah, that shit hit me way different, dude. I didn't know the feeling, so I had to be, I had to be able to adjust with it. And it's also had me, um, it's also helped me with coming up with new ideas just like the other night I had a conversation and I came up with the idea of having a commercial for the podcast that's going to drop right now So I always have new ideas. And this just helps me dial it in. It really does help me to dial it in and think about creative things. And it's a lot of the people when I go live and we have these honest conversations, They'll bounce ideas back at me and we'll back it forth and, and we'll build something. And it's happened plenty of times that I've made come uh, come true. So it helps, but I'm 33, guys. I'm 33. I have a wife, a son. I'm, I have my own business. Like, I'm pretty stable, you know? I'm, I have great credit, like, I'm not bragging, I'm telling you that I wouldn't be doing this shit if I wasn't in this position, there's no reason to be not on your A game 24-7 if you, you don't have all your T's dotted and I's crossed, you feel me, and that's kind of how I felt when I was drinking, was that I wasn't using my time wisely and I was celebrating for pretty much no reason yeah I had a new business but I'm making you know it's cool money but it's I'm, I'm putting in a lot of work so it's like a second job but I've put in uh, I've put in some time and I think I deserve at least this feeling towards the end of my night to just wind down Think about stuff that you really want to be able to, to, to think about. Like I can't just be at work and just daydreaming. Thinking about government conspiracies or something. Like no man. I don't have that luxury. I got to be working. I got to be. I got to be grinding you know. So I like to have this time to think about. Life and other perspectives
all you guys that are um, still on your journey to being self-sufficient, I'd kind of say, you know, evaluate yourself. Ask yourself these questions. Ask yourself if what you're doing, if this is uh, if this is productive towards your future, towards your end goal, is what you're doing going to get you closer to your goal, or is it going to drag you back? And I'm not talking about fucking mansions and Bentleys and Rolexes. I'm not talking about that, guys. I'm talking about having a home to live in, having the car, having everything taken care of, having a savings for a rainy day, and just still living a very productive life while working hard. That's why sometimes I'll get these questions from kids like, hey man, I'm 16 and I'm I'm case swapping my EG. And then they'll ask me some kind of question and I'm just thinking like, man, dude, if you have the money to spend on that when you're 16, dude, you should try to flip that money into something else and just keep flipping and flipping and flipping, you know? You got that hustle when you're young. I hustled when I was young, man. When I was making all this money from Downstar, it wasn't like, oh, hell yeah, I can't wait to get this money from Downstar because I'm going to go buy a K-Swap. I'm going to go buy these new fucking Kevlar seats. I'm, it wasn't like that, dude. I would flip shit. You're going to tell me just because I have my own business? That I'm not still going to be a fucking hustler. Trip out on this. So. Back in 2000. Early 2012. 2012. uh, Actually. It was. If I'm not mistaken. December 31st. If I'm not mistaken. It was December 31st. Of 2011 was the day I picked it up but my boy EJ me and him are dipping in his EA his um his DA so my boy EJ has a DA that's a good rhyme when I start rapping I'll use that in a line shout out to my boy EJ with a DA whipping it whatever something like that you know so EJ has a DA, super nice. You guys probably seen it. It was on Honda Tune. It's like some kind of green, some grayish green. It has a mirror on the hood. H2B, crispy. And it's at its peak. That car was a legend. So we're whipping this. Car breaks down. We pull to the side of the road. We're waiting for AAA to come pick up the whip. Me and him are chopping it up. He's like, yo. Reggie's selling his Integra. I said, what Integra is that? He said, Noops. And I said, Noops. He's like, yeah, the one that the license plate says Noops. I said, what the fuck is Noops? And he said, it's spoon backwards. I said, oh, that's fucking gangster. So this car, it was a, um, it was a DC2, but it was a Type R like conversion. So it was everything on it was Type R. And um, it had spoon wheels, NSX calipers, chrome, K-series, turbo, 
uh, Mugen steering wheel. I don't know what gen, but it was the suede, the black suede one. It would get your hands brown or dirty, not brown, dirty. Um, spoon cluster, Recaro, TC2 seats, JDM seats or what, whatever. Um, Miracle Z bar. Tokiko Blue, Skunk Two Sleeves. It was a cool car, you know? Car was crispy. It was on the cover of Honda Tuning, and it was on Import Tuner as well. And he was just out of Hondas. So he's like, yeah, dude, Reggie's selling his, uh, his car for 10 Gs. I said, shut the fuck up. 10 Gs? Goddamn wheels alone are like 2 Gs, bro. He's like, I know. The cluster, another G. Dude, I know. Spoon mirrors, 600. Quick. I know, dude. It's a fucking K-series turbo. Dude, it's a steal. Hmm. You're right. It is a steal. Because I've always wanted to go right hand. Or I've always wanted to go k-series in the right hand drive this is the perfect opportunity buy that car take everything off of it switch it to the right hand take everything off the right hand put it on that car five lug put that on the right hand dude like i took everything off of it i took everything off of the right hand the b series put it in that everything put that over and then that car I gave it my own swag. We did the engine bay cream. The engine bay was cream. The outside was champ white. It had the sticker, cream on the inside, clean on the outside. It had the Gucci the Gucci ice cream cone. Damn, I need to find a picture. I'm going to post one of those tonight. I love that bay. It was cream on white. <sighs> It was crispy. Took all that shit off. Put it on some rotas. Boom. I whipped it for a little while. With, um. Wait, no, I didn't. Because I'm lying, I'm lying, I'm lying. Maybe I put the brights on it. I forget what wheels I had on it. But when I got rid of it, I bought some rotas just to put on it. And I traded that for the RSX. So I got the RSX. I got everything off of that DC2 that I wanted. The K-Series, the turbo kit, the wheels, the brakes, everything stripped that motherfucker car. When I, when I traded that car, it had um, stock seats in it. It had the, the, um, it had the Rotas on it. It was, it was stock, stock cluster. It was a stock car pretty much, but the engine bay was hella clean. It was a clean B-series. B I left it pretty much how it was, the engine bay itself. I traded for my RSX, so it was a 03 RSX Type S. I believe that's what year it was. But that car was fun. I had a lot of fun in that. I ended up like putting wheels on it, lowered it, stance life that whip that one looked crispy i had the type r wing on it 
had a system in it, in dash in it, fun. Buddy Club Spec 2, fun. The RSX was so fun. And I ended up raffling off the RSX. When I bought the M4, I ended up raffling off the M the the RSX. And I made seventy five hundred bucks off of it. So let me take a little break real quick while you guys do the math on that one. My initial investment was the $10,000 to buy the Integra. I made money back from that, selling parts that I didn't need. I sold the Splinter Cluster stupidly. I should have kept it. I should have kept it. I think it was IPG. I'm, if I'm not mistaken, if if it wasn't you, I apologize. But if I'm not mistaken, it was IPG that they bought the spoon cluster from me for thirteen hundred or something, dude. It was really low. I sold that. I sold the steering wheel. I sold the mirrors. I um I kept the wheels. I kept the brakes. I still have both of them today. Um. The motor is the one that's in the heavy in the streets EG now. So I got all of that stuff out of it. Um, the seats, I sold the seats. And then I got the RSX. I had so much fun with that car. Pictures everywhere, you know, promoing with it. Just, it was just a dope car. And... I made 7500 off of that. So I was never out tricking, dude. I was never out blowing money on chains and watches and bottle service and me and Ash just doing stupid ass shit, you know? You got to think smart, bro. You got to think for the long run. Not only did I get so many parts off of it, not only did I make money off of the situation... I was able to transition the right hand into K-series. I was able to still use that other motor, like use parts from that car for the heavy in the streets, e.g. That's why I always had so many parts laying around, because of that car. Both of these cars have something from that Integra or something because of that Integra. And it's just you got you to gotta have that mindset, dude. I don't know why it came so so natural to me. I don't know what it was. Maybe it was my, um, my, my, my hunger for independence where I really, if I wanted something, I could buy it myself, you know? But I just, I always just think like that. You got to think for the long run, guys. It's not always about short term, even with relationships like business relationships. You can get some if you're if you're doing raps for somebody speaking of that, I'm about to end this podcast with a I'm about to end this podcast with a um, behind the scenes of what's going on at Downstar. But if you got a guy that does raps, if I hit you up and say, hey, how much for a rap? And you tell me some ridiculous price. I'm like, damn, bro. All right. 
But if you're like, all right, cool, we could do it for this much, this, that, it's not that much. Okay, cool. You know, we can have a relationship. And now anytime anybody needs anything wrapped involved, I'm recommending them to you. You got to play the long game, guys. You can't try to squeeze all the juice out of the lemon at one time, you know? Squeeze it slowly. And at the end of it, both of you fucking drink lemonade, dude. It's a relationship. You both grow at the same time. I've worked with some guys for fucking nine years now. Exchanged countless amounts of money together. And we've all grown together. And we all continue to grow because we never try to backstab each other. We never try to raise the prices ridiculously just because like, oh, now he's got it. Now that the company's grown, I'm going to charge him more. Nah, dude. Keep it fair with me. I'm going to keep it fair with you. So with that, bringing of wraps, bringing up wraps, I want to give a big shout out to Vader Works. Vader Works is a hustler, man. Gino, he's been hustling ever since I've known him. He did the wrap on the shop. He wrapped the windows. He's taking care of plenty of things for me. Quick. All I got to reach out to him, takes care of it. But I take care of him. He tells me a price. I won't even question it. So the other day I came up with the idea that I want to do a little design on the M4. Back when I first got it, one of Ashley's coworkers at the time was into art design. And he designed a, a graphic of on the side of the M4, the Downstar logo, but just like how it was placed so tight. Looks so dope. So I came up with this idea two days ago and I hit up Gino and I said, Gino, shot him the picture. Can we do it? What's good? He's like, ah, oh, yeah. I'm like, I want to get it done for the show, bro, because I want to be, we're going to go on this cruise and I just want to, I want it to look good, dude. This is going to be a good time. Plus it's going to be something new. It's like, all right, shot him the picture has downstar from like the damn whole quarter panel from the from the door to the quarter panel big ass downstar logo like going into the window and shit looks sick and he's gonna do that so then my my part-time guy alex shout out to alex from in and out what's up bb He's like, dude, I want to do mine, my FRS. He actually bought the FRS that I had. I sold it to him, and now he's whipping it, and it's coming out dope. He just got that shit like a month ago, two months ago, and it's already lowered. He's got wheels. He's got a lip, like diffuser joint. Looks tight. He's like, dude, I want one. So I told Gino, hey, can we do this? He sends the rendering. Boom. 
So let's fucking do it. How much? He's like, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, got you. And then I I'm, I tell Alex, oh, you want to do it, dude? He's like, yeah, just, just ask him how much it's going to be because like, I just, I just got to know because I just bought those wheels. And I'm like, all right, cool. And I'm like, but you're down to do it? He's like, fuck yeah, dude, that would be so rad. I'm like, all right, bet. I tell, I tell Gino, all right, cool, let's do it. Order the stuff. Let's get it done. And we should be getting that done in the next day or so. So we're both going to have big ass down stars on the side of the car on our dailies. And I told him, I told Alex, I got you. This is on me because, dude, he's, first of all, he's taken me out of so many hard situations he's helped me out with. Great kid, man. Second of all, he's going to be advertising for me everywhere he goes. And for him to want to do that, I got you, bro. I got you, dude. And we're going to have a good time. So if you guys are listening to this, probably by the time you're going to listen to this, it's going to be Thursday. So... Hmm. No, this is going to be Monday. So the meet already happened. <laughs> hopefully the meet's good. Hopefully everything's good. Hopefully it all went good. I'm sure it did. And hopefully the car came out tight. I've, I've seen the rendering. It looks dope. We're going for it. So thank you guys for chilling out with me. I really appreciate it. These are just my thoughts, my honest opinions. If any of these opinions conflict with yours, I mean, this is just, this is just an open dialogue, you know? I'm open to new ideas, new thoughts, new perspectives, because I'm constantly growing. And I would re recommend the same for you, is to just keep evolving. So thank you guys for listening. Once again, this is Downtime with Downstar, and we'll see you next time.